1: alcohol and drugs and overdoses and what we can do and what a local Colorado restaurant is doing that blows my mind. And I have this conversation so often with so many people about pros and cons. Think back to when we didn't have condoms available to teens and young adults. And there was an uproar in the schools when we started having sex ed classes and making things available to young adults. And there were people afraid that this would increase sexual activity and it was promoting underage sex and things like that. And then there's the people on the opposing side who are simply trying to make things available to people that are in need of them. And there is a restaurant called Sexy Pizza. There, It might be nationwide, I don't know, but in Colorado, this restaurant is training their employees how to use Narcan. Narcan is something that can be administered when someone is experiencing some sort of overdose symptoms from alcohol or drugs. And you probably have seen TV episodes where medics carry it. Well, this restaurant in Colorado is now training staff and they've asked their staff when they started to do this, they asked who wants to be trained and it was almost all of their staff that wanted to be trained. So a few years ago at one of its locations on a Friday night, a couple came in and one person ordered food while the other went to use the bathroom, which happens all over all the time. And after the person had been in the bathroom for a while with water running, someone went in to check on them and they were able to call medics and get help for that person but it was traumatic and scary. And because of that, it was so eye-opening that the co-owner decided they wanted to do more. And I talked about this recently when I did the episode on 988, the new universal number available to everyone. For that, you can call for any type of help, whether it is a mental health crisis, drugs and alcohol, abuse. This is a number that people can reach out and get connected with trained staff immediately. My opinion about Narcan is the same it is that we have people who are afraid to pick up the phone and call 911 because they're afraid of getting in trouble with underage alcohol and drug use. And so people are dying ending up in the hospital so severely ill and so much worse off than if help had been reached sooner and so there are people who are probably going to react to this story and to this discussion with the same type of fears that that having narcan available is promoting drug use or minimizing the effects of drug use. And for me, it has nothing to do with that. This has to do with the people who are using drugs regardless and will continue to use drugs regardless. And I want to save lives. And this is one way, and this is one business that's putting itself out there and and using, making an example to try to raise awareness and education. It's a nasal spray. They have a couple of doses in their first aid kits in the store because it's easy to use, and they get their training from the Harm Reduction Action Center. And it not only teaches them what to do, it teaches them the signs of an overdose and rescue breathing and what you can look for. How often can you tell that someone is having trouble breathing? It's visible. But do you know if that's anxiety or asthma or an allergic reaction? I don't know the differences. And I think that the training is a way to be prepared in case something bad happens. We live in a world where the reality is that people continue to use drugs regardless of how much we put out there about the dangers that's just the world we live in so making things available in a private bathroom where they can go in shut the door and nobody barges in on them that's public bathrooms are open to anyone and so we see these type of situations and that's traumatic walking around and and seeing people struggling so there's drugs like fentanyl out there and the potency continues to become more and the effects are so unknown to us as professionals and healthcare workers that all we can do is spread the message and spread awareness but this is taking it even further and saying we will help you we won't Call the police, we will just simply get you to safety, and that is my biggest fear. I talk with my nieces, who are 9 and 12, about what to do if they see something scary ever, because I cannot tell you the number of stories I hear with major complications and teenagers hooked up to tubes and in comas and horrible, horrible things because help took too long we need people to know that you can call 988. You can get help without worrying about getting in trouble if you're underage. What matters most is getting people help, getting them to the hospital, getting them connected with someone in the medical field, not being afraid of being arrested or consequences for using. When we're in these situations, healthcare professionals are concerned about saving lives and raising awareness and doing whatever it takes to make a difference. So if you're listening and you have been in a situation, I, listen, I, to my knowledge, have never been around cocaine. I'm sure I've been in rooms where people have had it in their pockets and I didn't know, but it's scary. If you haven't been around this or you haven't seen someone pass out or have an overdose, it can be paralyzing and people can be frozen with fear. And we need to be able to talk about what you can do, what what we can do when we see people struggling and calling 988 and being able to know that there are restaurants and agencies that promote help and will help versus calling the authorities, that might make the difference in a life. And I've seen people with severe alcohol poisoning, and I've been terrified and frozen. And I was at a situation in a camping group where there was someone so violently sick in the bathroom and everyone else was running away because they were scared. And if you know me, you know, I am deathly afraid (laughs) of being around people getting sick and bodily functions. I just get very, very easily sick. And it's not something anyone enjoys, right? But I ended up being the one to help and to get help because so many other people were turning away. And we need to be able to do more than walk away. We can save a life. And I Somehow or another, do not like looking back and knowing that I'm the one who ran up to this person who was violently sick. I wouldn't have believed it if it didn't happen to me because I don't enjoy those situations any more than the next person. But saving a life is more important than my own personal disgust with bodily fluids, right? So if we can just have the conversations, who can you call? when you see someone struggling, if you're afraid to call 911, who can you call? Can you call your own parents to enlist help and get input? My mom laughs to this day, but when I was babysitting, when I was probably 19 or 20 years old, maybe younger, um, I had a situation where I called her because I didn't know what to do. And she laughs about it, but it was important and change and life-changing for me because I learned more of what to do when you're the sole provider in a situation and reaching out to other people who have more experience was so helpful to me. And yes, it's it's funny in that there are so many other things I could have done and my mom was in a different physical location, but still picking up the phone and calling her because she knew more than I did and would have more ideas is a way to get more help. So what can you do? If you are truly afraid to call 911-988, that is huge. Who else do you have in your personal family tree or your personal network that you trust that you could reach out to? I have called pharmacists. I have called the local police. I will do anything to get information to help you if you're afraid to reach out and do it yourself. So what else can be done? Can you run to a neighbor's and knock on the door and ask them to call 911 if you're that afraid of your own name and voice being on a recording? This is about brainstorming and putting our heads together so that people who are less aware of the side effects of underage drinking or using drugs can get help quicker, right? I am easily dehydrated and affected by the heat. And one of the first times I went to an outdoor, it was Taste of Chicago, quite honestly. And I was absolutely an adult, but I was so, so unaware of what was happening to me that I didn't know what to do. And my friends were able to reach out to security that was walking around on the street just because they were scared. Being scared can be a strength. I, people say to me, (laughs) you know, how did you go without ever being around or trying hard drugs? And my answer is not wisdom. It is that I am 100% a chicken shit. (laughs) And I truly was just afraid. And I am the one who, you know, sees a fight happening and is running for help. And my brother will laugh and tease and see that as a weakness. And I see it as a strength because I am not going to let something happen without staff or support around. And so these are things you can do too. What else can you do? What does it look like when someone's dehydrated? I didn't know. And it was happening to me. And that was such a useful situation because Unfortunately, it's happened to me more times in life, but I am able to detect it quicker because I learned more about it and I enlisted help. So again, this is not about promoting drinking and drugs. This is about getting help when we need it, no matter what that is for. I don't care if you had too much candy on Halloween and you are sick and don't know what to do. I want you to be able to get the help you need. And we're at the end of July here. I didn't mention this earlier on the episode, but it's my dad's birthday today. It's also my four and a half year anniversary without Jim. And these things are relevant because, The rest of the world doesn't know how to be there to provide the support that I need. The rest of the world doesn't know that the four and a half year anniversary can be a struggle, right? So I'm having these conversations in case someone listening recognizes something that I'm talking about in one of their friends or loved ones. We can reach out to people we know, professionals in the social media community, I want to say that with caution, because I have a client who was taking extreme advice on TikTok from regular people without licenses, without credentials, and that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about getting support from people who are experienced, who are in the medical field, who can provide education and awareness in addition to just emotional support. And so maybe you don't know what it looks like to see someone who has had too much alcohol. Maybe you don't know what that looks like. It looks like a lot of getting sick, right? A lot of throwing up and a lot of similar things to being dehydrated. And That's really important to address as soon as possible. I can't tell you how many stories I hear of people leaving a friend in the car and going on to other restaurants and bars thinking that someone is safe and then they're in a situation by themselves and they can choke on their own vomit. We all need to know what to do without fear of being punished. If you're not 21 and you have a friend that needs help, you need to reach out to the right people. 911 will help you. And I believe in most places, they care more about helping than consequences. But I can't promise that there's some city out there where the authorities might respond with some punitive action. I can't make that promise. So 988 is another resource. Friends and family, me, reaching out, You can text me through my website. I help people, whether I know their names or locations or not. This is about the bigger picture and being there for others who are struggling right now. There might be people who are struggling after all of this Roe versus Wade going on in the world because they can't get an abortion right now, and they might need your support to get through it. And that might mean reaching out to others who have more education or experience than you do, because all of these things affect our well-being and our mental health. Seeing someone else, I've I've been traumatized after seeing car accidents. Seeing someone else going through major alcohol poisoning is scary. I'm not denying that but we need to know what to do and who to turn to when we're scared. So do you have additional resources or thoughts you'd like to contribute? Please share sam at samantharuth.com. I always, always make a point of mentioning NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, nami.org, because there are resources in every city and state everywhere, and you can get help from trained professionals and get connected with resources in your area immediately. There's no wait lists and no waiting for that next appointment. Sometimes calling to get an appointment with a psychologist like myself, there's wait lists and you have a crisis and you need help immediately. And there are more resources available and more tools through nami.org and through your local schools, hospitals, pharmacies, It's never a silly question, right? It is never a silly thing to reach out to someone else and say, this is scaring me. I don't know what I'm dealing with. What do you think? Two heads are better than one, three are better than two. And and the more involved, the more support we have, the more likely we really are to make a difference and save a life. I've told the story before about being drugged when I was drinking water. And I was so aware of what was happening to me and able to give my friends a sign that I needed help immediately. And they knew me well enough to know to just do something, right? Maybe we need to sit down with people on a Friday night before we're heading out and and saying, are you on any medication? We're, We're having a few drinks tonight. Is there anything I need to know? Do you pay attention to how much water you're drinking or the people with you are drinking? Being dehydrated is a huge, huge health issue. And then you add alcohol to that, which is a natural dehydrator, then no, I'm not promoting underage drinking, but if you're going out and you're going to do it, I'm going to tell you to hydrate and stay safe and call me before you get into a car so that I can help you get home safely. These are all things that can be bigger conversations in this world. So I want to thank Sexy Pizza in Colorado for having this conversation and bringing this huge event to a local restaurant. And And to training employees who were scared after witnessing something terrifying, we can all work together. I don't want anyone to do drugs and overdose, but people are doing drugs and overdosing. So I want to know what to do when it happens so that I can make a difference and save a life and provide useful information rather than talk about another life lost. So if you ever have questions, you can reach out to me, to professionals in your areas. Pharmacists, I'm gonna mention again, provide so much support that is unrecognized in this world. They are so educated and connected with so many resources that just, excuse me, going to your local pharmacy and asking questions is a huge, huge resource. I do it all the time. Does this vitamin interact with my medication? Is this safe to take for somebody with anxiety like myself? They have so much information and I am always wanting to learn more. So again, I hope I'm not offending anybody with this topic. I am absolutely not promoting alcohol and drug use for any age, let alone underage. I am promoting saving lives and having conversations and doing whatever it takes to be educated and informed and to do what we need to do when somebody needs help. And in in this world right now, that can be calling 988. If nothing else, they will connect you with who you need and you are not going to be in trouble. Teenagers, if you're afraid to call your parents, I can't tell you how many times clients have reached out to me with questions like, I am going to drink today is that okay with my medication my antidepressant because they're afraid to ask their parents again I'm not condoning it but I am from I'm I'm saying if they're going to do it anyway let's at least give them accurate information and let them know how to be safe I brought it up at the beginning of the show there was a point in time where condoms were not so easily accessible and this isn't about promoting sex or underage sex. It's about safe sex. If you're going to be doing it. So this is about safely getting help if you've been drinking or doing drugs and now you can go into sexy pizza in Colorado and they have Narcan. And my dad and I were talking about this. It should where where should it be made available? Where who should have Narcan? Why isn't it in our schools? Again, am I promoting drug use? No. But do kids go to school on drugs? Do people go into the bathroom and have problems? Should teachers be trained if we're training staff at a local pizza restaurant? These are the things that we can be doing more of instead of just talking about it and complaining and whining. Let's bring it to our schools. Bring it to your local PTA meeting. Bring it to your principal. Bring it to your son or daughter's counselor not because they're using but because somebody one day could be and it's important to have more people trained than just our ems drivers right there are there are first aid kits all over the places and if we learn how to use things how many more lives can we save and how much of a bigger difference can we make in this world so thank you again to Sexy Pizza and a huge shout out from Fort Collins here in Colorado. Love that this was a local story that I can bring to light and hope others will follow suit. Happy birthday, dad. If you're listening, love and miss you. And until next time, everyone always be ruthless.
0: Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me. Truly, if this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hab community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.